right the title of the message that I was sharing is we are created for God amen God created us for himself in his image there's a reason why God created us the reason God created us to was to have fellowship with him and for God to bless us so without an intimate relationship with God you can never understand the meaning of life the purpose of life amen and without an intimate relationship with your spouse you also cannot understand the purpose of your marriage why you guys are married you can never understand the purpose that God created this holy uh, covenant of marriage if you don't have an intimate relationship with your husband with your spouse and the same is in the family without an intimate relationship with your children you cannot understand the purpose of a family amen so God has created us to fellowship with him to fellowship and to have an intimate relationship God created the church family to have an intimate and a good fellowship with each other amen God created this community to have fellowship with the people and also to have fellowship with God so God created us with a plan and a purpose and he has created us first and foremost to have a relationship with him to spend time with him to have an intimate relationship with him amen for every situation for every relationship to work an intimate relationship is a must so is with our God he has great plans for our lives he has great blessings in store for our lives and that can only be revealed by God when you spend time in his presence amen it he will reveal the plan and the purpose of your life only when you go to him but if you're running to people we can never understand the plan and the purposes of life amen because God is a creator he knows what he has created he knows his creation it says that he knows us even the number of hairs that we have he knows even the number of hairs he knows us by name I mean even before we were born God created us in our mother's womb and he has called us for himself amen so we have to spend time in his presence if we want to know the purpose of life for he is our creator amen it says in Psalms 37 4 take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart I mean we have many desires in our heart we want certain things to take place in our heart and there's nothing wrong in that because we are, we are created to have desires not ungodly desires but godly desires because when you come and spend time with God even your desires are changed even your desires have a different meaning but if you are in the world your desires are for the world but if you come to God your desires are to do things that please God to make him happy amen so that is what the psalmist is saying in Psalms 37 4 take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart amen and you know his will God's will for our life is to be strong in him to walk with him it says that uh, Enoch walked with God and because he was so closely walking with God he didn't see death and decay God took him amen so that's the benefit that's the blessing of walking with God closely walking with God you'll experience the blessings of true life you'll experience heaven here on earth amen so the reason God created us church is to have an intimate relationship with him because he has certain plans that he wants to fulfill in our life he has plans to prosper us Jeremiah chapter uh, 11 verse 13 he says he has plans for our life plans to give us a hope and a future it's a plan for each and every child of God that he has this wonderful plan a plan to give us a hope and a future amen but if you're not spending time with him then those plans uh, are, are going to are going to take a it will take a while is uh, probably it might never come to pass in our life 
because we are not having an intimate relationship with God. Amen. It says in Psalms chapter 16 verse 11, In your presence is fullness of joy and the path of life. So the psalmist is saying that in his presence, in God's presence, you are going to fight, find true joy and he will show you the path of life. Amen. And again in Psalms 143.10 he says, Teach me to do your will. The psalmist is asking the Lord, Lord show me and teach me to do your will. Not my will, but your will. Amen. So when we are in his presence, we are fullness of joy. The world cannot give us the joy. Our family cannot give us the joy. <coughs> our children, our spouse cannot give us the joy. The only true joy you'll find in God. Amen. Because He created us and He knows His creation and what is that that gives us true joy. Amen. So in His presence you'll find true joy. In His presence you'll find true peace. That's the reason it's so important to meditate in His Word. To spend time in the Bible. Because it gives us, it relieves us from the day's stress. All the worries that we carry, all the load that we carry. God will set us free. And we are spending time in his word because Jesus said, My words are spirit and they give life. Amen. It gives life to a dead situation. It gives life in our in our broken situation, in a broken body. It gives life. I remember there was this person, uh, I was reading a newsletter and he, he was in the hospital. And there was no way out of out for him to recover. And the doctors gave up hope on him. But the only hope that he had was in God because somebody in the, in the hospital handed him the Bible and told him to trust in God. Spend time in his word. God is going to bless you. And he started reading the Bible. He started reading the Bible for hours and hours and hours. And he felt a peace. And eventually down the line, God did a miracle. He got healed of the problem that he was going through. And he came out of the hospital completely recovered. Amen. That's how powerful the word of God is. No other book is, is close to the Bible. Because Bible is the pure word of God. Undiluted word of God. Because other books, other religious Christian books, I, I cannot guarantee that they are perfect. But the word of God, the Bible, is undiluted, undiluted word of God. Because it has the power to transform a life. It has power to bring a change when somebody reads the Bible. If you read the comic books, you will never be changed. But if you read the Bible, there's a transformation that is going to take place in our life because that's the power of God. And His Word is spirit and life and they give life to our broken situation, in our broken body. It brings healing. Amen. That's the reason it is so important to run to God because He's our Creator. Amen. And He will fill us with true joy when we spend time in His presence, when we spend time talking to Him, when we have an intimate relationship with Him, an intimate communication with Him. And that is why God created Adam for, to have an intimate. And He had great plans for Adam and Eve. He created the, the beautiful garden, a beautiful creation just for them. And only thing there that He expected Adam and Eve was to go enjoy His creation multiply, replenish the earth and subdue the earth. That is the plan not only for Adam and Eve but God has the same plan for every one of us because we are his creation. The same plan that God had for Adam and Eve has the same plan for us. He just wants us to enjoy his creation, enjoy him. Amen. Because that's the reason he created us. But unfortunately we try to do things on our own and we don't experience the joy of the Lord. We say, where is the joy of the Lord? I don't see any direction in my life. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going. Amen. I mean, I have gone through that. When I came to America, I was like, what's going on with me? But when I came close to the Lord, God gave me the direction. Amen. God said, this is what I want for you. This is what I'm going to do for you. And this is what I expect from you. Amen. And that is when, when I started to have a close relationship with Him. Amen. God started showing me visions. 
God started giving me scriptures in my dreams. God was showing me things. And I knew that God has a calling upon my life. It didn't happen before when I was coming to the church. It happened after I started getting close to the Lord. I mean, sometimes God separates us from people for a reason and for a purpose. Because we try to depend on people. We run to people. And we see them as a source of help. As a source of comfort. And we forget that God is the source of our comfort. We forget that God is the source of all joy and peace and happiness. We forget that God is our Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. And we look to people for God in them. And that is when God separates us from from everyone that takes the place of God in our life. Amen. Because he has great plans for our life. He wants to have a fellowship with us. He wants us to have an intimate relationship with us. Just like he had with Adam. Amen. Because remember church, God is a jealous God. He is a very jealous God. He doesn't want to share us with anyone else. Amen. Because we are his creation. We are created to be close to him. Amen. It says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, Seek the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. You know, Jesus was sharing this parable with his disciples. I know you guys have this need. You have need of clothes. You have need of food, shelter. I know you guys have needs. And God knows that we have needs. But the condition is, seek his kingdom. Run to God. Because he is the one who can provide what we need. Because he is our Jehovah Jireh. He is the same God who provided food from heaven to the Israelites in wilderness. And he is the same God who is going to provide food from heaven again. So we have to run to him. And that is what God is saying. Seek the kingdom of God. But you have the needs. But seek the kingdom of God. And everything else will be added unto you. Amen. That's an assurance that Jesus has given us to seek his kingdom first, to spend time in his presence. Amen. To spend time in his word, to talk to him every day through your prayers. Amen. And when we do that, all the needs will be taken care. Every need will be taken care. Amen. If you go to Proverbs chapter 8 and verses... Proverbs chapter 8 and verses from 17 to 19. It says, I love all who love me. Those who search me will surely find me. I have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold. Even the purest gold. My wage is better than sterling silver. Amen. So this is what the Lord is telling us. That those who love me, he will love them. And those who search me will find me. Amen. It's not a God that you bang your head against the wall crying out and he doesn't listen. Like the people in my country, they, they worship idols. They bang their head towards the idol. They give a lot of offerings to that idol made of stone. They do a lot of sacrifices to that idol. And the idol doesn't listen to them. I mean, he's just an object. But we serve a wonderful, powerful God that when we cry out to him, immediately he will answer us. Amen. And he's telling, I love all who love me and those who search me will surely find me. Amen. Sometimes we read the Bible, sometimes we spend time with God and we wonder why God is not answering our prayers. Amen. And that is when we have to remember the past blessings God has done in our lives. What God did in, in the past is the same God is going to do in the future. Amen. And he's saying that those who search me will find and have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the finest gold. So when you spend time in God, you know, these are the things that we are blessed with. We are blessed with riches. We are blessed with honor. And He's going to give, give us gifts that are better 
than gold and silver. Amen. So those are the blessings to those who search God. Amen. And if you go to the same chapter, Proverbs 8 and verse 21, it says, Those who love me inherit wealth. I will fill their treasures. Amen. God is clearly saying, if you love me, you will inherit wealth. And I've, I myself will fill them with treasures. Amen. So don't be getting deceived when a pastor or a preacher in a particular church tells you to put this much amount of dollars and you're going to get double of triple of what you're putting in and pushing you and forcing you into that. Don't ever do that because the word of God says that those who love me will inherit wealth and I will fill their treasures. But the condition is, do you love him? Are you spending time with him? If you say you love him and if you're not having a close communion with him, that doesn't mean that you love him. If I say, I love Sister Marie, I love Sister Corina, but if I'm not having a communication, if I'm not spending time with them, if I'm not understanding them or they understanding me and praying for each other's needs, that means the relationship is, is not strong. That means I don't love them. Amen. And the same is with the Lord. If you say you love him, then get to know him. Spend time with him. Amen. Because when we love him, he will. He says that those who love me will inherit wealth and I will fill their treasures. And that's the promise of God. Amen. In the same chapter, if you go to verse 32, it says, And so my children, listen to me. For all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Amen. So these are the promises of God for those who spend time with God, those who search God. Amen. He's telling us, these are the blessings. Verse 32, joyful are those who follow my ways, who listen to me. Verse 32, amen. So we are going to be filled with joy. We are going to experience a peace that this world cannot give us. When the condition is when you listen to me and when you follow my ways, amen. First is we have to listen to him, to spend time in his word. We have to dig into the Bible. And secondly, to do what the Bible is telling us to do. Amen. And that is when we are going to experience true joy and peace. If you remember, James was sharing um, that don't be uh, hearers. Don't be just hearers, but be doers of the word of God. Amen. We are only hearing, but if you're not doing the word of God, we are deceiving ourselves. That's what James has mentioned in James chapter 2, I believe verse 22. Be doers of the word, not just hearers. And that is what the Lord is telling us, joyful are those who listen to me. Amen. And follow my ways. So if you follow God's ways, if you are doing what the word of God is calling us to do, we are going to experience true joy, church. Even in problems, even in tribulations, even in sufferings, there is going to be a joy that comes directly from God. Amen. If you see the example of Paul and Peter, they were thrown in the prison. They were whipped close to death. Paul said, many times I was whipped. Many times I was so uh, brutally hit that I was close to dying. But I was always, God was with me. And I was filled with joy. Amen. He never complained. He never murmured that I was in the prison. Why did you do this, Lord, to me? I'm in this. But instead, if you see, they were singing. They were worshipping God in the prison. And it's not easy, church. And people will say, you know, there's something wrong with this person. This person is in the jail instead of crying. And this person is singing and glorifying God. And this doesn't make any sense. Naturally, it does not make any sense. Because we have the mind that God is a good God. He doesn't allow, if he's a good God, he should not allow us to go through sufferings. Amen. But look at Paul and Peter. Even in sufferings, they were glorifying God. Why? Because they had a close communion with God. They had an intimate relationship with God. And because of the closeness with God and the intimate relationship with God, God came through and God filled them with joy. Amen. 
you will not find this joy in the world because joy of the Lord is our strength, is what it says in Nehemiah. So if you want to find true joy, if you want to find true strength, you'll find it only by being close to the Lord, having an intimate communion with Him. Amen. And if you see one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is joy. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23. We have different fruits of the Holy Spirit and one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is joy. Amen. And that is coming when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit comes when you're spending time in His Word. When you're digging into His Word, meditating on His Word, He's going to fill you with His Holy Spirit. And these fruits start showing up in your life, even in persecution, even in tribulation, even in suffering. You'll always be rejoicing. You'll always be glorifying God. And I have gone through a very rough time last week. The, my church knows that. And I was crushed in my spirit. I was pushed to the corner with what all I went through. Uh, in my in my apartment that I'm sharing and with my landlord and it was so hard for me and I was like to the point that I was so crushed to the point that I said Lord I don't deserve this I'm I'm your servant I don't deserve this and the Lord took me to Paul and Peter and look at them they were in the prison for Christ and they were not murmuring at God Instead, they were rejoicing and glorifying and thanking God. And here I am. God has blessed me with a good house. I'm not in the prison. And here I am. I'm crying to God. That is so unfair of me. Amen. Sometimes we go through situations like that. Amen. And that is the time when we have to dig into God. That is the time we are called to run to God. Amen. And He's going to fill us with peace. Even in times of suffering. Amen. And because... We are rejoicing in our suffering. It says that God sent his angels and broke the prison doors. And all the prisoners were let free. Not only Paul and Peter, uh, prison, the chains were broken. But all the prisoners were also set free because of Paul's faithfulness to worship God even in suffering. Amen. So when we are worshipping God, when we are rejoicing in God, church, even in our sufferings, God is going to see that and He's going to break the shackles of Satan upon our children's life, upon our family life, upon our spouses. God is going to break their chains, not only our chains, but the people surrounding us, even their chains will be broken. Why? Because we preferred to worship and glorify God even in prison. Amen. So we are called to worship Him and that is possible. It's not easy to Glorify God when things are going against us. It's not easy. I'm not telling you guys to do that because I have gone through that and it's not easy. But it is easy when we run to God. When we have an intimate relationship with God. And we understand the purpose why He created us. When we understand the meaning why God created, why God has placed me here. What is the reason that God is making me go through this? Then everything will make sense. Amen. But God will reveal it to us when we have an intimate relationship with Him. When we have a close communion with Him. Amen. So going back to Proverbs chapter 8 verse 32. Joyful are those who follow my instructions and follow my ways. And verse 33 it says, listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Amen. So when we listen to God's instruction, first thing is saying that we'll be filled with joy. And second, it's going to make us wise. It's going to give us wisdom. Amen. We're going to be the wisest people. Solomon was the wisest people in the whole world in his time because of the anointing that fell upon King Solomon. It says that the people from different countries, the Egyptians, uh, the, the, the people from other places, Lebanon, the kings would come and flock towards Solomon to get his advice, to get his suggestion as to how to run their nation, how to run their country. The leaders of these nations would come to King Solomon to get his wisdom because God anointed him so powerfully. Amen. And that is when we spend with God, when we spend and have a close walk with God, a close communion with God. Amen. Solomon understood the purpose of his life. 
you, God gave him a clear instruction. I want you to build the temple, the house of God. Amen. God gave him all the instructions how he needs to do it. He understood the plan and the purpose of God. And he went ahead uh, and constructed the beautiful temple that we still remember. Amen. Why? Because he understood the plan and purpose of God because of his close walk with God, an intimate close walk with God. So God gives us firstly joy, church, and second, he makes us wise. He makes us so wise that people will come running to us to take our advice. They will understand that this person is wise. Amen. In my family, one of my uncle is a wise man and the whole family runs to him to take advice. Why? Because my uncle prefers to spend time with God. He's into church work. He's, he's a secretary in the church, in the financial department. He works for the church. He's involved into a lot of church work. And people just flock to him to get his advice. Not only the people in the church, but also all the family members, they run to him and there's a problem. Because they know that this man is a man of God and he gives us sound advice. He gives us wise advice. Amen. So we have to question ourselves, are our children calling us? Are our parents calling us? Are, is our brothers and sisters calling us to take our advice? Amen. And that is possible when we spend time in God. He's going to give us wisdom. He's going to sharpen our memory. Amen. And verse 35, it says, For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Amen. So, He's saying, those who find me will receive favor. Will receive favor from the Lord. And there's no question about it. When you're seeking God, when you're doing His will, when you're following His instructions, His favor will be upon you in every area of your life. Whether it's your relationship, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health, whether it's your church, whatever it might be, whether it's your ministry, whatever it might be, God's favor will be upon it. Why? Because you're finding, you're seeking for him. You're spending time with him. And you understand the reason why he created you. Amen. So those who find me receives favor from the Lord. Right now we have prayed for the sister's son. For God's favor to be upon him as he's going to face the judge tomorrow. We have prayed for God's favor to be upon him. Amen. So when God's favor comes upon us, he will change people around us. Even our enemies will become our friends. That's what the word says. When you're walking right with God, even your enemies will become your friends. That is the grace and the favor of God upon our life. He will change our situation. He will change our circumstances. He will change the people who are coming against us. But it all depends if we have a close communion with God. Amen. So you find joy, you find you become wise, and you will find life, the purpose for life. Amen. God has created us for a reason and for a purpose and for a particular season. We need to understand the timings. You know, God didn't give us, uh, didn't, uh, you know, born us when Jesus was still here. We were not there when, I mean, God didn't create us. At the time of Jesus, he created us now for this time, for 2021, for a reason and for a purpose. I mean, if God wanted, he could have had Sheba born when Jesus was alive. Amen. God could have used me at the time of King Solomon or King David, you know, whatever the era was. God could have, you know, brought me in that generation. But he preferred to bring me in this generation for a purpose. There's a reason why God did that. We cannot question God. We cannot question God because His plans and His purposes are beyond our understanding. Amen. So God brought us and kept us alive and is still taking care of us. And this year is for a reason and for a purpose. And we have to understand the season. If you look at Esther, one of the good example is Queen Esther. Queen Esther was chosen for a time when the king was trying to uh, uh, you know, destroy all the Jews 
in Persia, he wanted he wanted to annihilate all the Jews in Persia, and that was the time that God brought this orphan girl and placed her as a queen and gave her the power to change the situation. Amen. To save his people. If you go to Esther chapter 4. Esther chapter 4. And verses from 13 to 14. It says, Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you are in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just a time as this. Amen. So he's telling, who knows that you were made queen for just a time as this. So Mordecai understood the plan of God making his niece the queen of the Persian nation. God, he understood why God chose my uh, niece to be in such a high position. Mordecai understood the plan and purposes of his niece. Unfortunately, Esther never understood the plan of God for her life because there was no close communion. She didn't have an intimate relationship with God like her uncle Mordecai had. It says that Mordecai, if you go a chapter before that, it says that Mordecai was very close to the Lord. He was a leader to the children of Israel in that nation and he was very close to God. And because of his closeness, God chose his niece to lead this Gentile nation to be the queen. So Mordecai understood why God brought my niece in such a high position. But Esther never understood the reason why God chose her. Amen. God had to change every situation in that nation. You know, the king had to remove his wife, Vaishnavi. She was the queen to the king. And something happened and the king had to remove her as the queen. And he was looking for a queen and God placed Esther to be chosen. So beautifully God orchestrated everything in such a way that his plan and purpose for his children will be fulfilled through Esther. Amen. That is how God works, church. He changes situations. He changes seasons. He changes timings. He orchestrates everything around us in such a beautiful way that the puzzle is fixed in such a beautiful way that His purpose is fulfilled in our lives through us. Amen. So Mordecai understood the plan and purpose of Esther's life, but unfortunately Esther never understood why she was placed as a queen to a Gentile nation. But she realized her purpose when her uncle told her what, who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just a time as this. Amen. So we have to understand why am I in this situation? Why am I in this position? Why am I here in this neighborhood? Why am I here? Is a question that we need to question God. Amen. And it says that Esther, she ran to God. She understood what his uncle, her uncle was trying to explain to her. And she understood that I have to run to God. There's a reason why I'm in this place. Because my people are going to be killed. And she ran to God. Amen. And it says in verse 16, Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days and nights or day. My mates and I will do the same. And then, though it against the law, I will go to see the king. If I must die, I must die. Amen. So Esther understood the purpose and the planning of God for her to be in that palace, in that position. So she ran to God and she commanded everyone to fast and pray to seek God. 
and to pray for her because she was going to go and do something against the law of that land. She had to go and meet the king to talk in favor of her people. Amen. So it is in running to God with fasting and praying. That's what it says in Second Chronicles 7.14 when we pray for the nation. God clearly said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek me and cry out to me and I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And that is what happened with Queen Esther. She ran to God. She fasted. She humbled herself. It says that she removed the, the queen's robe and she wore a torn uh, sackcloth. That is called as humbling yourself, kneeling on the ground and crying out to God with fasting and praying. That is called as humbling ourselves before God. Because remember, he's the king of the kings. When we go and before the king, we have to bow down to the king. If you look at the news of Queen Elizabeth of England, people, when they approach to her, they have to bow down in respect to the queen. Now, if you look at God, he's the king of the king. So how much we have to respect him and how much we need to humble ourselves. And that is what Queen Esther did. She humbled herself through fasting and praying. And God came through. God answered her prayers. God used Esther to save the nation of Israel from being destroyed. Amen. Because of Esther's response to the call of God, because of Esther's understanding of the timing and the season and the purpose that God created her, she understood why God created me. What is the purpose of my life? Why am I in this position as a queen? She understood that and because she understood and because she responded to the call of God through her uncle, she, real, she realized that she cannot be silent. Amen. She realized that I have to take a drastic step in my life. I cannot be silent. My people are perishing. I cannot be silent. I have to do something. Amen. And her response to her calling, even to the point of uh, you know, putting her life at stake, she saved all the Jews in that nation. Amen. She saved all the children of God. And not only the children of God, even the king from this wicked Haman, the king's official, was trying to destroy all the Jews. So God opened the king's eyes through Queen Esther that this man is not fit to be working for him. Amen. So immediately the king ordered Haman to be executed and God saved all the children of Israel. God destroyed the enemy and God blessed and saved because of Queen Esther's willingness. Amen. And that is our calling as well, church. You know, there's a reason why God created us. There's a purpose why God created us for a time like this. In 2021, why has God kept me alive? Why am I still breathing? Why am I created? What is His plan? What is His purpose? We have to understand that. Because God has created for a reason. I mean, we have, and we can understand that only when we run to Him. Only when we spend time with Him. When we have an intimate relationship with Him. Amen. A second example is Joseph. Joseph was sold as slavery into Egypt. He was a child of the nation of Israel, but he was sold into slavery in Egypt by his own family, by his own brothers. And God used him for a purpose. And that purpose was to save his family, the Israelites. Amen. God placed him in the position in Egypt, in the jail, for many years. And right after he came out of jail, he became the next commanding officer to the king. He had all the authorities like a king. And because of the authority that he had, he was able to save his family from starvation. Amen. Joseph, he was in the prison for no mistake of his. There was nothing wrong he did. He feared God. And because he feared God and he loved God, he was thrown in the prison wrongly. But instead of crying, grumbling at God, 
was doing God's will. Amen. And because of that, God raised him to be in the highest position next to the king. And through Joseph, God saved his children. Amen. There was a purpose why God created Joseph Church. There was a reason why God put him in the prison. There's a reason. God never does anything without knowing what he's doing. Amen. God knows what he's doing. We have to trust in God. If he's taking us through prison, if he's throwing us into the dungeon of lions like he did with Daniel, there's a reason. There's a reason and a purpose. Because through us, God is going to set others free. Amen. Another good example is Daniel. God uh, put him in the position. He was, he was taken as slave to Babylon. He was living in slavery. And God placed him in a higher position. And he was worshipping God. It says that he prayed three times a day. He was so closely connected to God. And because of that he was thrown in the lion's den. Amen. He was thrown in the lion's den. And instead of crying to God and grumbling at God, he was rejoicing. And because of that, God sent his angels and shut the mouths of all the lions. That's how powerful God is, church. He will put us in through situations, but he will make sure that we are not hurt. So what happened, Daniel understood his calling. He understood his purpose and he stuck to God. He never gave up on God. And because of that, the king and the whole nation of Babylon received God. The king saw that the lions did, didn't kill the uh, Daniel. They didn't kill the Daniel. And he saw that his God is a powerful working God. And he said, Daniel, come out. Your God is the really a true God. And I'm going to worship your God. Not only me, I'm going to command my whole nation to worship your God. Because you were thrown in the prison, you were thrown in the dungeon of lions and your God came and saved you and kept you safe. And that shows that your God is a true God. I'm going to worship him. Amen. Because of Daniel's calling, his timings and purposes, God created Daniel for a time like that so that he can win the souls in Babylon to his kingdom. And because Daniel stood strong with God, God did a miracle. For Daniel and he's going to do the same for us we need to understand why we are created what is the purpose why am I in this prison why am I in this dungeon with lions amen because God has a greater plan because God is going to use us to break the shackles of people around us amen so he's, he does things he makes us go through certain situations for a reason amen one of the other good example is Moses Moses, God had to separate Moses. Exodus chapter 19, it talks about God separating Moses. God had to separate Moses away from his family, away from his people. He was in the wilderness, away from all the comforts of his palace. And that is when God met Moses. Amen. Sometimes God takes us away from our family church. Sometimes he wants to separate us completely from people around us. Because when we are among the people, among our family, we cannot hear God speaking to us. All the noises will keep us away from having a close communion with God, a close relationship with God. So God had to separate Moses away and he was in the wilderness. And that is when he met God. Amen. So God sometimes separates us from our family's friends, relatives, so that we, he can talk to us and prepare us for a time as this. <coughs> Amen. So before God used Moses, the first thing he did he was he separated Moses from his family. And because he was separated, God met him and prepared him. He had a plan for Moses. Amen. And he used Moses to save his people. Amen. Sometimes God separates us and we have to be willing to separate ourselves, church. I remember one of the sisters was coming to our church and she had some problems with her daughter and we prayed and, and 
We prayed for her and there was a change, a transformation that was taking place in the daughter's life. Amen. We saw that there was tears in her eyes. God was touching her. God was doing something in her life. And immediately she stopped coming to church. And even her daughter stopped coming to the church. Amen. And what happened? She started drifting away from God. God was doing something in her daughter's life. And God gave me this word to give to the sister. Right after the service, I told her, Sister, God is telling you to come out from among them. I don't know why God is bringing this to my mind, but this is the word of God. Come out from among them. I don't know who they are, sister, but God is telling you to come out from among them. Amen. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, <clears throat> and verses from 17 to 18. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses from 17 to 18. It says, Therefore come out from among unbelievers, and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Amen. <coughs> He's telling clearly, come out from among them. Separate yourself from them, and then I will receive you. We always think that God is a gracious God, but we forget that God is a conditional God. Of course, God is a gracious God. That's the reason he sent his son to die for our sins. But also he has put a condition. Don't live in sin. If you're going to live in sin, you're going to end up in hell. Amen. So God is a conditional God. And here he's conditioning. He's telling, come out from among them and I will receive you. So God was giving this word to the sister to come out. I don't know who it was for. But God was specifically saying to come out from among them. And he's telling us the same. Come out from among them. And I will receive you. If you want God to receive you, if you want God to bless you, you have to separate yourself from certain people. Amen. We have to separate ourselves, church, before God wants to bless us. A very good example is Abraham. Abraham, God told Abraham, come out from among your people. Separate yourself from your people. And I will take you to the promised land. And I'm going to bless you in that land. Amen. So God had to separate Abraham before he had to bless him. Before he had to fulfill his plan for Abraham's life. So he's with us church. We have to separate ourselves. God is calling us to separate ourselves. Time and again in the Bible, God told the Israelites to separate themselves from the people around them. Separate yourself. That's what God told the Israelites. And he separated them from Egypt. And he brought them into promised land. God wanted, wanted them to be separate. Sometimes we have to separate ourselves to hear from God, to understand our plans, why we are still alive, why God created me, for understanding the plans and the purposes of our life. We have to separate ourselves from people and places because they take us away from God. The reason why God is separating us, telling us to separate ourselves, because they will take us away from God. And that is what he commanded the Israelites, never to marry with women outside your, outside your people because they're going to take you away from me. They're going to lead you in idol worship. And that is what he told Samson. Samson was created. He was anointed of God. And God told him, I have anointed you. I have chosen you to be the judge to the nation of Israel. For such a time as this. Amen. He understood his purpose but still he continued living in sin. When God was convicting him with, through his parents, he didn't listen and eventually he lost it. He lost the plan and purpose that God had for Samson. God had great plans for Samson. God wanted to use Samson in a powerful way. He had all the anointing of God, all the gifts of God. But still he messed up when God was convicting him to stop doing what he was doing. Amen. To separate himself. To separate himself. He was not willing to separate. Sometimes we lose the plan and purposes of God in our life, church. If God is calling us to separate ourselves from certain people. Amen. We have to be willing to separate ourselves. Solomon, another example. God gave him bright wisdom. 
He was a brilliant man, but he lost the anointing. It says in the end, he became a mad man. Why? Because he was not separating himself from the people around him. Amen. We have to be careful, church. God has great plans for our life. He has great blessings in store for our lives. But the condition is, he wants us to be separated. Just like he separated Abraham. Amen. Just like he separated Joseph. Just like he separated Daniel. They were great men of God. Why? Because they were ready to separate themselves from the people around them. Amen. So I want to close with this last scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. <coughs> verse 1. It says, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body, our spirit. And let us work towards complete holiness because we fear God. Amen. So he's calling us to cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body and spirit. And let us walk towards complete holiness. So defile, these are the things that defile our spirit. These are the things that defile our body. These are the things that defile our soul. Is the people around us. They give us wrong suggestions. They give us wrong advice. And it's not coming from God. And that defiles our walk with God. That defiles our fellowship with God. Our communion with God. Amen. Eventually we, we drift away from God. That's the reason God is calling us to separate ourselves. For God has created us for a purpose. For a plan. For a season. And a time like this. And we can understand the plan and the purposes of God. Only when we run to Him, only when we have an intimate relationship with Him. So I encourage you all to get close to God, get to know Him, spend more time with Him, spend, spend time meditating in His Word because it's going to fill us with joy and peace and wisdom. It will show us the path of life. Amen. So going back to the title of my message, we are created for God. Now we understand why God has created us. He has created us for a reason. And for a purpose, that is to glorify Him through our life. He wants to use our life to glorify Him, to fulfill His plan and purposes in this time, in a season like this. Amen. So that's the message. Hope it blesses all those who are listening on the conference and those on the podcast. All the members on the podcast, I encourage you guys to call me on our conference prayer line. I'm here to receive your call and pray for you. Amen. God bless you.